Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Number two, Jack Hillgrove is behind the mic in the studio, and he'll be taking your calls when you call him at 412-928-9370. Our show is brought to you by the good people of Number One Cochrane. Go one better at Number One Cochrane. PNC Bank, make today the day. A lot of stuff to get into today, beginning with uh, you know, the Browns again had another COVID situation with a coach, so he is now quarantined and the facility is closed. It's been a big disturbance for the Browns. You know, they had that last week as well, and it, it affected their performance. They lost four receivers to this, and they lost a game to the Jets that nobody saw happening. Could they lose again? And what about the Steelers doing what they've done to that team over the course of their history, you know? Their new history, I mean. When you think about it, Cleveland, their first game ever at the new Cleveland Stadium was against the Steelers, and the Steelers went in there and kindly handed them a uh, a gift, of 43 nothing loss. <laughs> hey, Cleveland, welcome back to the league. Here is your gift, a 43 nothing Steelers win. Um, you know, as it goes on, I think now I'm looking back here. I don't think they've played more than one playoff game since they've returned. Uh, so I'm looking at the site right now, just to confirm that I think it was the only one was here when Tommy Maddox in Pittsburgh beat the Browns. Um, and that was a come from behind game. I'm trying to, I don't think they've had any other playoff game. So that would be one playoff game in 21 years, right? And the Steelers have pretty much had a lot to do with why the Browns are never in the playoffs. And boy, would this be a huge loss if Cleveland would lose their final two games and not qualify for the playoffs. It is possible when you look at things in the AFC right now, all the teams involved in, you know, on the bubble or close to it, if they win, they're in. If Cleveland wins, they're in. If Baltimore wins, they're in. If Tennessee wins, they're in. If Miami wins, they're in. Indy needs to win and they need some help from somebody. One of those other teams has to lose. That's a lot to ask for since all of these teams should be motivated and favored to play. The only one that's tough is, you know, Buffalo. They still have the two-seed at this point, so I'm not sure what their game plan will be about playing certain guys. They certainly are in the playoffs. They know the Steelers are going to rest people. I'm not so sure what the Bills are going to be doing. I would suspect they're going to rest some of their big players as well. So if Miami should beat Buffalo and somehow the Steelers win that game, and I'll take you back, you remember – there was a game in the Cower era where Willie Parker became Willie Parker. No one knew who he was prior to this game. It was a final game of the year in Buffalo. They had nothing to play for, and the Steelers went in there and won that game, and Willie Parker became fast Willie with a tremendous effort. So you never know what you're going to get. It would be interesting to see young guys like Anthony McFarlane make a difference. It would be interesting to see players that you really haven't seen a lot of make an opportunity to play, and you never know how that's going to work. But... As of right now, it's Kansas City with the number one seed. They're going to rest players this week. Then they'll get next week off, and they'll wait. But it's two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. At this point, two Buffalo, seven Cleveland, 
Three Steelers, six Ravens. That'll be the matchup in Pittsburgh for Tennessee, number five Miami. And at that point, winners advance, and we'll see what happens when you throw Kansas City into the mix. So if the Steelers have the three seed and they take on, as it stands right now, the Ravens, if they win that game and if everybody else holds you know, their position, it would be Kansas City versus Tennessee, Buffalo, Pittsburgh in the subsequent round. That's what that would be. That game would be in Buffalo. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Sonny in Brentwood. Hey, Sonny, how you doing? Good to talk to you. You I too. I talk about the Steelers situation. I think they're going to do all right. They should go all the way. Well, I hope they do anyway. All the way. You You're confident. Way. Huh? You're confident, even though they've been kind of sporadic with their performance over the last month oh, or so. I think they'll, once the playoffs get here, they're going to do a lot better. I hope so. I don't know. Well, let's hope. Anyway, let's put it to you that well, way. Well, they certainly have a defense that should keep them in all games. You know, there's still yeah. – they should get Spillane back at some point. Uh, and you may not think that's – but he's been, he was really good in relief of uh, Devin Bush. The loss of Bush, the loss of Dupree are big losses. Oh, yeah, Iceman's gotten better. They still have a core of a very good defense that should be able to keep you in most games, if not all of them. And, I mean, I think they'll do all right. Big Ben will get his act together and be – Hitting people right instead of underthrowing them, overthrowing them. Well, I saw a lot of good from Ben Roethlisberger last week in the arm. Yeah, last uh, was week zipping in the, the ball. second half, man. Yeah. That first half they were dying. I went, oh, man. Then they come back. It's like somebody switched the light switch or whatever. <laughs> man. Well, it was just a different kind of play calling and a different uh, yeah. approach. No huddle, quick pace, move it along. I think yeah, that's good. Do. That team seems to do better when they're in that situation. Keeping defenses off the good. balance. Yep. All right, Sonny, thanks. Okay, Appreciate it. Have Happy a good New day, Year. Bob. All right, man. 412-928-9370. Let's go to Penn Hills. We got Joe on the line. Joe, thanks for joining me. What's going on? Hey, Joe. Happy New Year and a healthy one, Bob. You too. Thanks, man. Listen, I want to talk about Bell. You know uh, the old days. Uh, baseball's so different, and like you say, it's so bad. It needs fixed. But the old days, if you had a bad year, you got a pay cut. Now it's just seniority. There's no such thing ever as a pay cut. You can bat 100, and yet if you're in arbitration, you will get a raise. And Mr. Scrooge, who you know who that is, he is not going to give uh, Josh Bell a big hit in the arbitration. He just can't stand giving money away. And he shouldn't be in baseball, Art Mr. Scrooge, but his commissioner and him are such good buddies, and he's a, he's a detrimental to baseball. So that's what it is. Get rid of him early. Don't give him any extra money. And that's what it is. It's always about money. You've said it. I've said it. And we don't have a chance in Pittsburgh. And, Bill, like you say, you're so tired of – Rebuilding. I mean, 19, you know, the 215, they won 98 wins. I'm in Huntington said, when we get them wins and we're ready in our minor league, we're going to add. They subtracted seven players, saved all kind of money, and lost 20 games more the year before. So, no, I'm a diehard, but my heart was broken then, and I just get scores now, and I could care less, and that's just how it is. It's all it's about money. Mr. Scrooge is a disgrace to baseball, and. That's all I wanted to do, Bob. Ben, wish you, uh, you and your family. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. But you're right. You know, you're right. This is just a kick the can down the road philosophy. And I'm tired of talking about it because it's the same stuff over and over again. It doesn't matter. Fill in the blank who the player is. Garrett Cole, same thing. Didn't want to deal with that contract. At some point, you got to deal with contracts. If you want to win, you got to do what's best for your team. Now, Josh Bell, you can tell me all you want how bad he is defensively 
I thought he improved, but he's still not good. I get it. Don't you think there's an American League team that you could have waited on, maybe that could have used a bat if he has a good start, trade him and get a little bit more? I mean, think about it. They got the third and the eighth best prospects of the Nationals farm system. From what I've read, the Nationals farm system is rated dead last in MLB.com. The third overall pick is a 26-year-old who still hasn't really been up. How, how, when do you lose your status as a prospect? What age? If you're 26 and you still haven't been a contributor on the major league level, you know, to me, I don't think you're that good of a prospect. Maybe he is. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll find out. But it's the same narrative over and over. And then the defenders will say, well, you're not going to win anyway, so get rid of him. Okay, well, if that's the case, and don't bring anyone in either. Don't even bother doing anything. You know, at some point, they should be responsible to try to win every year. And I know that's my frustration with baseball. Always has been, always will be. The system sucks, and the people who orchestrate things here aren't doing a bad job of doing it. You can disguise it all you want. You can tell me, and listen, new regime, give them a chance, fine. It's the same narrative. And, and, and to me, that's got to change. Let's go to J.D. in the North Hills. J.D., how you doing? Hey, Bob. Happy New Year to you and your family. How you doing? You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I want to talk about thing that, one thing that sucks, the college football system. Case in point, okay, let's look back on Thursday with West Virginia Army. Army had a bunch of kids, however, who supposedly got involved in a cheating scandal, and yet they were allowed to play. But every year, it's the same thing, however, with the playoff format. You cannot keep doing the first four every year. You've got to start expanding to 8 or 12 and start giving the other conferences and the little-known conferences a piece of the pie. Every year, it's the same suspect, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10. What conferences that don't get any love at all? Well, I agree. I'm a proponent of that. I want to see more. You know, I, I, yeah. I hear the, the people who are in control. Well, we can't have, we can't put these student athletes through so many games. No, yeah, you can. You're doing it already. You've expanded. You always will. Make it a bigger field. And there are yep. people out there every year there's that conversation. And, and at some point you can go on to 20 if you want. But I'm talking about at least go from four to eight. I want to see more people involved. I want to see home games being played. Similar to what you got in the NFL, where if you are good enough and you're ranked wherever you're ranked, you get a home game. If not, yep. you don't. You go on the road. You play. Uh, yep. I, I'm tired of hearing the excuse where we can't put these guys through it. Let's be real. Yeah. I if mean, that's what they're, real, they're there to play the football, a lot of them, and that's what they want to do. They're looking at their pro careers. Let me ask you this, and speaking of real style in the room, let's talk about Pat Narduzzi and Pitt. Okay, you got a nice class coming in summer. Do you think right now that Pitt is going to really tighten the reins on him, and by that I mean can they turn it around this year, and do you think if he doesn't turn around, he's out his, on his way out the door? I mean, I like him as a coach, don't get me wrong, but I think right now he just has not produced that he was supposed to produce. He's only produced one conference title in five years here, six years in this program. Well, it was a division title. It wasn't even a conference title. They lost that, but yeah. I think, you know, here we are, six years in, seven year will begin this year coming up. Uh, at some point, it's got to take another step because right now it's in the same position it's been in for many, many years. And, uh, you know, that's also sounding like a broken record, but it is true. It's time to do it. Now, um, you know, they got good news with Kenny Pickett coming back. They can use him to build around for one more year. Uh, they always seem to get guys who end up in the NFL and guys who are among the most decorated in um, you know, the ACC, but they never turned that into actual team success, which is kind of a mystery to me, J.D. But thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 412-928-937. Let's go to Anthony. Joins us in Oakland. Anthony, the stage is yours. Bob, you know, this is like rearranging the chairs on the Titanic when we talk about the pirate organization. And it all starts <laughs> with netting. I mean, this is an, another embarrassing trade. 
to get from uh, three and eight uh, prospects that I mean, this is insane, man. And so you give up bail because you had a he had a down season of where everybody should have had a down season because it was crazy in baseball. Uh, I mean, it's just pathetic what goes on down there, and it's really an embarrassment. Well, yeah. I mean, again, if you're going to justify by saying, "Well, he's he's not that good," he had a and those defenders of the trade kind of look at that one year and say, he only had a half a good year. Listen, I saw legit power on a team that needs legit power. And if it means, you know, he's arbitration, so what? Pay the arbitration. You still have time to move him. It didn't have to be now. And again, the return will dictate. We'll find out in time what the return is. I didn't like the return on the cold trade. I still don't. Um, you know, you, at some point, you got to bring in more, you know, more and better talent. And they haven't done that. Well, the, the return on the call trade, what about the disaster that was the Tampa Bay trade? To well, that the was a disaster. That you don't even have anymore. Right, and it looks like Archer may be on his way back to Tampa anyway. I don't know what he's going to do down there. But if he should do well, then you really have to start questioning what's going on up here. Well, I already know what's going on. you got a penny pitcher owner who, who puts the edict out to whoever he brings in. It doesn't care that the guy they brought in comes from the Penguins. That doesn't matter. They didn't bring in uh, Burkle from the Penguins. They still have uh, the penny-pinching, losing or uh, owner who doesn't care as long as he makes money for his skiing resort or whatever the heck. It's, it, I, 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 don't let me get started with them. Let me just say this about Mason Rudolph. Listen, I am a fan of Mason Rudolph. I saw some of the games he played in college. One thing he does well, which this uh, offensive coordinator on this team seems not want to do, is throw the ball deep. We saw, I saw him go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and beat him. I mean, and we saw what happened with Baker Mayfield. They used to put up 50 and 60 uh, scores. I mean, he comes here, and what do they do with him when, when Ben gets hurt? Well, let's just let him deek and dunk. Yeah, I agree. I think... In fact, I, I would expect tomorrow, Anthony, you're going to see a lot of shots down the field. They have a makeshift secondary in Cleveland. Ward's out with COVID. They have other guys who are not going to play. I would expect, and I'd look for one of two things, uh, positive, obviously, a pass interference. I seem to be calling a lot of those these days, or a completion. If it's an interception or an incompletion, so be it. That's his strength. I would utilize his strength. But the problem is, is their offensive line going to give them the time to do that? Because it takes time to make those routes work. We saw in the second half last week, the Steelers did it. They did it better than they had at any point in the last month. But with you know younger guys playing tomorrow, I'm not so sure what to expect from that offensive line. You know what? Uh, all I do know of, about what we have here is the offensive coordinator, which needs to go to. Listen, I'm, listen, I like what Roethlisberger has done for this organization, but that $41 million cap it is just too much. Hopefully he... Uh, he'll retire like uh, uh, Palomala did to help the organization because they can't they can't survive with that kind of hit, Bob. I'm sorry, they're going to lose too many. Well, it's going to be hit no matter if he's there or not. That that hit is that hit, and if he's still listening, he, he, I would never have thought he would throw as much as he's thrown this year. And his arm has done okay. Uh, I still think he has a lot of juice in that arm, and I'm not I'm I'm believing he's coming back for one more year. And well, I, I think well, we'll see, and we'll see a lot more but, as the playoffs begin. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you. I want to remind you also to follow us on Twitter at 93.7 The Fan, driven by Jim Shorkey Kia in Wexford, North Huntington, and Uniontown, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Visit jimshorkeykia.com and text the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line 
Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. We'll continue the conversation up until 1 o'clock. Get your calls in at 412-928-9370. It's the Bob Pompiani Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back as we continue live right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. We are talking about the Steelers heading into Cleveland. And it's interesting that Mason Rudolph gets his next start against the team and against the player who hit him on the head with a helmet and got suspended because of it. That player, Miles Garrett, now went to Kevin Stefanski and said, I want to be the team captain for one day. Head coach says, sure. We'll find out what happens. But the question is, and a lot of people have asked this, and I'm, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Will Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph actually make contact with each other, either before the game or after the game? Do you think that's going to happen? I think it should have happened already. I think Miles Garrett was the man who should have done that. He apologized publicly right after the game and then changed his tune afterwards. He never did contact Mason Rudolph. So what do you think? Will they talk before or after the game? Or do you think totally ignore the whole situation altogether? And your expectations of Mason Rudolph going into this one. He's not going to have a full complement of guys on the offensive line. He should have a complement of, you know, they only have so many receivers. People have got to play, and they will play. I do believe he will go down the field, and I do believe they'll be looking for some longer plays. He has the arm to get that done. And how will you evaluate Mason Rudolph? This is an audition of sorts. Only time really to play this year. He's embarking on the final year of a contract next year, and they have to make decisions on a lot of people. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. The NFL has done a masterful job despite ups and downs, and even though there were things that I didn't like about how they handled some of the COVID situations and pushing back games, overall, if you're assessing this, given the middle of this global pandemic, that they get no cancellations of any of their games is a pretty successful um, job description of what they've done. They have been good about figuring it out. They've changed a lot of their tunes, however, with regard to when you get a positive test, how at the beginning of this it almost put games in jeopardy. In fact, you know, it did. And then all of a sudden you saw Denver pay a price for having COVID cases. You've seen teams like Baltimore. Yeah, they paid the price with that JV team with so many team guys not playing. They hurt the Steelers in the process, I think, from scheduling. But the, the league is pretty much saying, listen, it's up to you. The team has the responsibility. So now you have to do it. And we're going to continue to play, even if it means you may not have a representable team on the field. You're going to play the game. They did that with the Browns last week. Despite all their wide receivers out, they weren't going to cancel. They're not going to cancel. So it is that tomorrow the game will be played at 1, despite more positive tests today from the Cleveland Browns. The question now becomes, how does hockey handle it outside of a bubble? And how does baseball handle it uh, this coming season, too? They went through it without a bubble, and they did okay. You know, they went through, they, they bubbleized their uh, playoffs and, you know, all, the, all of that. But I think by then, I, you know, things are going to change. I think the vaccine will have an effect. I think we're three, four months down the road, you're going to start seeing optimism go and people return to stadiums. I've always been optimistic about that. I'm not going to change my mind. I was optimistic that base, or that football would play all of its games. I didn't see any of these leagues compromising money, as at least w with regard to television money. Yes, you couldn't have people in. That was beyond their control. No crowds. But I do believe you're going to start seeing that. And in these teams, you know, hockey's going to go through it this year uh, without a bubble. And the NBA's already started, you know, largely have been unaffected by it. Uh, and if they have guys who are out, they still play the games. And I think that is the way, you know, leagues are now looking at it. You have a situation to govern your own team, make them aware of the problems, 
And do not expect us to change the schedule because you have a bunch of guys on the COVID list. And that's where it's going to be at 412-928-9370. Should be a fascinating game uh, and really Sunday all the way around. So many meaningful games. You pretty much know who's in, I would think, in the AFC, but you also know there could be some changes. As it is right now, Kansas City has the one seed. They're the favorite to get to the Super Bowl again. Buffalo-Cleveland would be a first-round matchup in Buffalo. Pittsburgh-Baltimore, first-round matchup in Pittsburgh. Tennessee-Miami, first-round matchup in Tennessee. That, however, can change if Indy wins. And one of those teams I just mentioned, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, Tennessee, loses. And then the Colts could find themselves in. What a disastrous game last week for the Colts. They come to Pittsburgh, had a really healthy first-half lead basically thinking they have that game won, at least their fan base did, and then the Steelers came back and just took it away from them in a span of 10 minutes. Uh, and that's what the Steelers have to do more consistently moving forward. But the bottom line is, uh, Indy is on the outside, and I thought they were going to be in at one point. We'll find out if some of these, and somebody's going to lose. Somebody you don't expect will lose. That's simply how it goes in the NFL, uh, and that's what makes it fun to watch. Yeah, you'd say, okay, Baltimore-Cincinnati. How's Baltimore going to lose at Cincinnati? Well, the Steelers did, and nobody really saw that coming. They were heavy favorites in that game. Um, you know, if the Steelers should beat Cleveland, it invites uh, the Indianapolis Colts in, and it shapes the playoff matchups differently. So all it takes is one of those games to go the way it's not supposed to, and then we're going to have a complete shakeup in what I just described. Let's go to Burton Bell Burnin. Hey, Bert, how are you? Bert. You're on the air. Hi, Bob. Uh, condolences to the Filipponis. I hope the new year can be a fresh start for all of us. Happy New Year to you and everyone at the fan. Yes, indeed. I think, Thank uh, you for those kind words. I, I, I think that uh, the Steelers should play the same uh, short passing game they played all year. I think uh, the fact that Rudolph can go downfield is a given, and they should see if he can run that same offense that Ben ran. Uh, throughout the year, I think that would be a good test for him and uh, be the best thing for him and the team. I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't want to see – I want to see it occasionally. I do not want to see a heavy uh, dose of it. I just don't. I like what I saw in the second half of their game. I think they need to spread things out a little bit. They're too much compact line of scrimmage play. It led to batted balls. It led to incomplete passes. It led to passes coming up short, even behind the line of scrimmage. I want to see less of that and more down the field. I agree that they should, you know, try to spread the field. I think they should uh, try running, practice running some uh, sweeps and uh, swing passes to open up the middle of the field so they can run some quick hitters and play action. I'd like to see them do that and maybe see that in the playoffs too. Well, play action works only if you give the other team a reason to think it's going to work. That is have a run game. Sometimes they've been using play action with no semblance of a run game and nobody's going to bite on that. So it is right, important that they get – even though they don't, you know, you don't have to rush for 150 yards a game, Bert. What I'm saying is you have to show them that you can and you are able to at certain points of the game. I agree, and that's, that's, that's the only way I think they can do it is to try to set it up with some off-tackle stuff. They, they don't have the personnel to set, to set up and run between the tackles without doing something to spread the defense out. I hear you. Thanks, Bert. Appreciate your good words, and we'll look forward to uh, talking to you again in the future. Let's go out to uh, Brenda who joins us on the fan hotline. She's in Pittsburgh. Hello, Brenda. How are you? Hi, great, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. I heard you sure. talking about the vaccine, and I was wondering what your thoughts are as to when the players should get vaccinated. 
Well, I don't think they should skip the line, jump the line over regular people. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, but I think in time, you know, they're going to get vaccinated. I don't know when that time is. I just hope that all the and I know right now a lot of frontline people in Pittsburgh have already been vaccinated. And I think eventually it's going to make its way down to people who need it. First and foremost, athletes should not be among them. But I think because there's going to be so many of them, from what I can gather here, that eventually that they will get it. It just is they shouldn't jump the line ahead of regular people who need it more. Brenda, are you still there? I, yes, I'm still here. Thank you. I appreciate your thoughts on that. And I was wondering, and that being said, I know, um, I guess I was informed that there's been some talk about trying to delay some of the season for baseball. Is that something that, given the fact with the vaccines as we go forward, do you think that's something that uh, with the bubble for the Penguins, that that's something they too might look at? I don't think you're going to see another bubble the rest of the year or ever. Hopefully ever. We never never hear that word bubble again. Uh, I don't think that will be the case. I think all these teams, you know, baseball went through it without a bubble last year. Now they did the postseason, yes, because they wanted to make sure high stakes and everything. But I even if this vaccination period comes later. Baseball doesn't have to start its season any later. I know players want to play all 162. They got shortchanged on their salaries last year, and they don't want a prorated basis of anything less than 162. Owners want to reduce it to 140 start in May or something of that nature. Uh, I, I think play it the way you're normally going to play it. And, 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 and if you do the right things and mitigate responsibly, you should have no problem getting games in. Will there be tests positive? Yes. But... And certainly not to the point where you're going to see complete numbers of, um, you know, positive tests to shut everything down. I, I think we're beyond that. I really do. At least I hope we are. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. And I do think that Baltimore got the better end of the deal with, in regards to not being penalized for all of the shenanigans regarding the COVID situation. Yeah, I think that's But I'll hang up and I, listen to the rest. All right. Thanks, Brenda. Happy New Year to you. I agree with that. I, I think the Ravens should have been taking a draft pick away, whatever. I mean, just what you want is consistency. You know, the Saints, and I'm surprised too, you know, last week with the Juju Smith-Schuster celebration in the locker room without masks at some point, Mike Tomlin was aware of it, said the league had called them. I, I, I haven't heard anything out of that. Yet New Orleans got docked a player, a draft pick because of it. It's been erratic, inconsistent with its handling of some of this stuff. And I think all you want is uh, you know, clarity about what is the precedent. If this happens, this should happen. And we have not seen that. Tennessee suffered a bigger price, and they should have because they cost a change in the schedule and they cost the Steelers a bye week. And the league was saying, hey, if you do stuff like this, you're going you're gonna to get hit hard. But in the Ravens' case, it wasn't the case at all. And even though they had a guy who purposely knew what he was doing and not wearing, and he started that whole spread down there in Baltimore, uh, they got off with only a slap on the wrist fine, and that was it. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. I want to thank our sponsors. Number one, Cochrane. Go one better at number one, Cochrane. PNC Bank. Make today today. Ireland Contracting. It's irelandcontracting.com. They are the home of the nightly sports call every night on Pittsburgh CW. And after Steeler Games, we'll have it for you tomorrow as well. And before we go to break, I want to remind you about Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. I hope you go through your season and your year with no reason to need legal help. But if you do... Because bad things can happen to good people. You need to make that call. It's 1-888-98-TWINS. That puts you in touch with Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. So what do they do? Well, they handle just about everything that you may find yourself in need of. You know, a car accident, not your fault. A truck accident, a work accident, industrial, dog bites, any accident involving serious injury or death. They're there for you. 
and they represent you for 25%. The difference is tremendous because other firms charge 40%. On a million dollar settlement, you're going to get 150K more than you would with other firms. They do it because the client is the one who's hurt and they believe you deserve the money. Call them at 1-888-98-TWINS. Consultations are free and there's never a fee unless they win your case. It's Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. They've got your back, not your wallet. Hard to believe, but it's the final weekend of the NFL regular season, followed by an enhanced playoff. Now that they added a seventh team in each conference, you're going to see three wildcard games each Saturday and Sunday. So it'll be nonstop football all day long. This is exactly what they wanted from this situation. Um, the only thing that's bad is that, you know, if you're a number two seed, all these years you would be given a bye week, and now the two seed, if you get it like Buffalo has it right now, you got to play regardless. Uh, but in an attempt to get more action on postseason activity, they added that seventh team. And quite frankly, I have no problem with it. I like it, although it means you've got to win your conference outright. And that's hard when you've got Kansas City as a team that's going to be in there perennially after this uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes develop into you know the, the Super Bowl champion that he is. And every year, Brady changes conference. Now you've got Mahomes to worry about. 412-928-9370. The Steelers have to worry about the Browns tomorrow. They'd love to knock them out of the playoffs and keep them from a postseason game. Consider they've only had one since 1999. That was against the Steelers at Heinz Field, and the Steelers beat them and come from behind wildcard fashion 36-33. Let's go to Mike in Uniontown. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good, Bob. Always good talking to you. Hey, Bob, you, also... you know, I was thinking about uh, a Rudolph. Of course, he's going in here with one arm tied behind him. Having the substitute, he has, to, and I, I agree with all of that. But you know what? I'm, I still hear so many negative responses about him. I, I really don't think he he really had his, you know, a good chance to real. I'm not saying he is Ben's heir pair, you know, the, the next Ben Rusberg. But I really don't think he had a chance. What do you think? Well, he had he had eight starts, so that's that's a chance. And again, if you look just at the raw numbers, he did have 13 touchdown passes and nine picks, but. Some of the decision-making was questionable, and I think I factor into the fact that he got hit hard and knocked out of that Baltimore Ravens game on the high hit to the face mask, and then, you know, what happened to him in the, in the you know, Miles Garrett incident, that was a, he learned a lot about himself. I think he learned a lot about uh, what it takes to play in this league, and I'm not willing to just say that's it for him. I know a lot of people want to immediately come to that conclusion, but there are examples of guys who've taken their time and developed into something. I don't at all think he's going to be the kind of franchise quarterback that you've had here with Ben Roethlisberger, but he can be somebody who starts in this league and is a contributor in this league. And uh, so we'll see. Now, tomorrow, you're not going to see him with a lot of the people he needs to be effective, probably. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't grade him and look at what you see, decisions that are made, how he handles pressure. Does he step in the pocket? Does he get happy feet? There are a lot of things. I think potentially he has a lot of talent and it's down the field that he navigates his best work. And I want to see a little bit of that more tomorrow in that game against the Browns. I mean, what do they have to lose um, other than, uh, you know, a game that doesn't matter? They can, if, if you want to look at it from a matter of moving up to a number two C, but that would expect Miami uh, to beat Buffalo, and they may beat Buffalo. Buffalo still has something to play for to protect that number two seed. Because if you're Buffalo, you ask yourself, who would you rather play in the playoffs right now? Cleveland as it stands, or Baltimore? Because that's going to be the choice if everybody wins. The Steelers get Baltimore as it stands right now. But if one of those teams loses, Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, Tennessee, things can shuffle around. So it's hard for me to imagine the Steelers will move up. 
they're more concerned with getting guys healthy and playing right right at the start. And I think you could build something um, if you have a good first playoff game at home. And if it's against the Ravens, it's going to take everything they got. 412-928-9370 is the number. Uh, so we got hockey starting up tomorrow. I haven't gotten many people wanting to talk about it, but I'm fascinated by what I'm going to see in hockey. I think it's going to be fun to look at this division, which starts right off the bat with games at Philadelphia. The first two, back-to-back, boom, at Philly. They come home back-to-back with Washington and Boston. Washington brings in uh, Zdeno Chara, which is fascinating at age 43. He's still he's a very good penalty killer. He's got the long reach. He's got everything going for him. But the Capitals are going to be an interesting team. Even though they were counting on Henrik Lundqvist, he now is going to have open-heart surgery. Certainly wish him the best. Nobody saw that coming, but uh, so he won't be there. He signed a deal with the Capitals as a free agent. New York didn't want him anymore, so it'll be uh, Sam Sonoff in goal for the Capitals. Let's go to Mike in Bethel Park. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Yeah, hey, Bob. Happy New Year. You as well. Thank you. Yeah, and I just I comment on that play with Miles Garrett last year. I think, and not a lot of talk about it, if you watch that replay, Garrett thought that Rudolph was going to go down like a cupcake and just get and if you, Garrett, you know, thought he was going to sack him, but in the process of that, I feel from watching that, Rudolph was strong enough to twist around like a wrestling move, and he actually pancaked Garrett and gave him a little mm, belly flop on the ground. And I think Garrett was more embarrassed with that. I don't know. I don't think anything about the slur word said. I think it was embarrassing that he got the – I think Rudolph, you know, kind of twisted him up on a wrestling move if you watch the replay and he – he kind of sacked Garrett. I didn't know what you thought about that, you know? Well, I just thought it was an ugly situation, and that's where people have to, you know, <clears throat> pretty much just uh, hold on to your composure. If he does that tomorrow and he costs his team a game because he's trying to go back after Mason Rudolph, uh, <clears throat> that's going to be something that that team will not, should not tolerate. He should just play football and not worry about getting back at Mason Rudolph because he's the guy who owes Mason Rudolph an apology in my view. Got some breaking news in here. Joe Hayden has tested positive for COVID-19, won't play. I didn't expect him to play anyway, but if he tests positive, which I think this report says he does by Dan Graziano, that means with a test, you got to miss like 10 days. So that may put him out for the first playoff game. I'm going to get more details on that coming up all day on KDK, but Joe Hayden has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and we'll see what that means moving forward to his availability for the first playoff game. Tomorrow it does not matter. Uh, what does matter is that first game because that game could be Saturday. And if it's a week away, he won't be able to play from what I understand. Of the, if you're just in a protocol because <clears throat> you may have run into someone who had it, then you have a five-day period where you can't do it. That's what Roethlisberger was in and many others. But when you test positive yourself, that's like Alvin Kamara of the Saints, same situation. You know, he's now tested positive. He could not be available for the Saints' first game in the playoffs. That's why this is difficult. Uh, we'll see. But bottom line is, uh, Hayden won't play. We, we, you know, you certainly didn't expect him to play anyway. Uh, but now uh, his first round availability could be in question. 412-928-9370 is the number to call as we round third head home. Uh, Paul Alexander will be standing by. He'll give you all the latest on this. PA will have uh, news concerning the Steelers, his thoughts about the Steelers, the Browns, and then beyond. So uh, I'm sure he invites you to join him, 412-928-9370. want to once again thank our sponsors uh, who make it all possible. Number One Cochrane, go one better with Number One Cochrane. Also, we want to thank PNC Bank. 
always make the day today with PNC. Get their virtual wallet. They do a great job with that, and it makes your financial life a lot easier to navigate. Trust me on that one. And we want to thank Ireland Contracting. Visit IrelandContracting.com. They are the title sponsor of the nightly sports call on Pittsburgh CW. We'll be taking your calls after the Steelers game tomorrow, so we'll have pretty good, you would think, clarity about who the Steelers will play in the first round and all the latest after the game on Pittsburgh CW. Chris Hokey, Bro 76 joins me for that. We hope you do, too. And now it's time for Fan Weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet in the South Hills. Take advantage of employee pricing for everyone on most 2020 and 2021s through January the 4th. It's cloudy all day, high of 45, low tonight of 34, tomorrow showers, high of 39, Monday cloudy again, high of 36. This is the time of the year where we don't see the sun for a while. But sunny days are on the horizon when it comes to this vaccine and this situation. Certainly hope so in 2021. I want to wish you guys all the best. Thank you for joining me all year as you do. Thank you for calling into the program and our thanks to Jack Hillgrove, who's done a wonderful job back at 93.7 The Fan. I'm Bob Pompiani. That's our show. Paul Alexander is next right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. The Fan Morning Show with Colin, Chris, and Colony. Charlie Batch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.